Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Lancashire Football Show. I'm your host, Ashley Edwards, and joining me again this week, I have Ben, Matt and Callum. Today we're bringing you an additional special playoff episode. Both Morecambe and Blackpool made it into the playoffs in League 2 and League 1 after both clubs had a very strong season. However, before we get into the details around the playoffs, again this week we were brought some sad news, especially for the grassroots and Blackpool community. The thoughts and condolences of everyone at the Lancashire Football Show are with the family and friends of nine-year-old Jordan Banks, a young Blackpool lad who very sadly passed away on Tuesday evening. I'm sure I speak on behalf of the team when I say that I simply cannot fathom the idea of a young boy never returning home after going out to play the game that he loves. It's 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 shocked and it's saddened the uh, the entire footballing community, hasn't it? So. Um, so yeah, thoughts and uh, and condolences with uh, with everybody associated with with young Jordan and, and may you rest in peace. Some very sad and, and, and tragic news, and Matt summed it up well there. Um, but with um, the football club now, Blackpool themselves, they're they're in the playoffs. They play first um, out of them and Morecambe on Tuesday night against Oxford. Ben, how do you think it'll go go down on Tuesday night? Obviously. No game's going to be easy in the playoffs, and we've said it plenty of times. League Two and League One are, are both very competitive. Do you think they can carry on their good defensive form? Yeah, I think it's certainly going to be an interesting, well, tie, shall we say? Um, I think both sides go into it in in reasonable form. Obviously, Blackpool probably probably the better of the two. Um, you know, Blackpool go into it and and can think themselves. You know. They were the third best team in the league, and you know Oxford have only just crept into the playoffs now. Yes, the playoffs is a lottery. Um, you know anything can happen on the night, but over the course of a season, Blackpool were the better side, so there's absolutely no reason why why they can't at least progress to the final. And if we look at the team news, Ben, um, it's been confirmed this morning that Daniel Gretterson will undergo shoulder surgery and is out for the playoffs. Um, and, and Critchley has come out and he's said that he's hopeful that uh, that Sully, Kai Kai, Ethan Robson and Grant Ward will be fit to feature in one or both of the semi-final legs with uh, with Embleton being confirmed as being available. Will this be, you know, potentially a, a concern for Blackpool fans that they are potentially missing some, some big-name players there? Yeah, I mean, in, an injury in football to, to any players, you know, never good and yeah, the players will be missed. But I think, you know, Blackpool have got a squad now where different players are coming back from injury. And, and you know, as long as those players that are missing can be replaced, which, to be honest, I believe they can, um, I think they will be OK. And, and, you know, I don't think that Blackpool will ever struggle to score goals. And, you know, God forbid that puts a curse on them now. But, you know, they've got quality up front. And, and with Grant Ward potentially returning... Um, I mean, I saw in, in an Instagram post with him, him sort of, I think it was captioned Grant's back or something. Um, you know, if he can return, you know, he's a, he's a very good, you know, very good attacker. Um, I think they just need to be wary of Oxford on the counter. That that's, that would be my worry. I keep banging on about him, you know, Gary Medin came back from, and he was a three-month spell out um, for Blackpool recently. So it's not, you know... A lot of players coming back from injury. Um, I'm, I'm not sure on on what team critically will go with, especially in the first leg, because although it would be nice to take an advantage, if they don't concede, you know, is it is it still a bonus? Yes. Um, 
yeah, it would certainly be interesting. Yeah, and, and also uh, it'd be a lift for Blackpool, wouldn't it, to see uh, Gary Medine make his uh, comeback appearance in the uh, the one win over Bristol Rovers, won't it? Um, I think he came on in the 83rd minute, which will uh, give everybody associated with the club a lift, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, Gary Medine's earned promotion from, from League One before. Um, he knows what he's doing, you know. And the day he's played in the Premier League, um, I think... He offers Blackpool something else, um, you know, a hold-up player, hold, like target man, if you will, um, bringing more people into play. Um, and I think he could be useful for Blackpool, may, maybe not in a, in a starting role, because, you know, let, let's face it, you know, Medine's been out injured for, for three months and, well, the players that have been playing have, have fired Blackpool into the playoffs and, and deservedly so. So you, you can't really take, put him into the starting 11 ahead of, ahead of you know, a Jerry or another attacker, but I think in in a substitution role he could be very 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 vital if I can get my words out. And on Jerry Yates, uh, Cal, we've said it many times. Jerry Yates has been the the star man for Blackpool. Really, twenty two goals in in um, fifty one appearances is, is what I've got here. You know, he's he's been phenomenal. From do you think he can continue firing in the playoffs? Surely he's not going to slow down now. Yeah, you'd you'd hope so, and you'd also think so. The amount of goals he scored this year is he's sort of been that that talisman for them, and I think it will continue. I do, I am hopeful for them to at least reach the final. I think Oxford could bring a sort of interesting dynamic that maybe a Sunderland or a Portsmouth, if they'd have got in there, or someone like that, you know, wouldn't have bought. So they've still got to be on their feet. They've got to be alert to what Oxford can bring in. I suppose Jerry Yates has got to just try and get on top of that Oxford defence and make it a bit easier for Blackpool to, to get through. Matt, uh, obviously Blackpool are, are playing on Tuesday night, like I said, but they're, they're, they're a wayside and I think we're going to have fans at the playoffs. Well, I think that's been confirmed now. Do you think that's going to play play its part? Obviously, Blackpool will get the chance of playing at home, but to, to, to go away first, that's going to be a challenge. I think it is. Um, but at the same time, I think if you gave Blackpool the option beforehand, I think they'd rather play in front of their fans um, in the second leg, personally speaking, um, just because if you do have a, a deficit to overturn, then at least you are playing in front of your fans in that second leg that, uh, that as we all know, you know, the fans can really spur a team on when they need it most. Um, uh, and also if they are ahead, uh, and they are in the driving seat going into that second leg, then they do have the uh, the fans there to urge them on even further. So I do think in the grand scheme of things, um, it will be advantageous to Blackpool. And I do think they, they'd, uh, like I say, if given the option, that they'd rather play away from home first and then come back to Bloomfield Road for the uh, for the important deciding leg of the, uh, of the semi-finals. What's key to note as well is that I don't think Oxford have actually beat or scored past Blackpool this season. I think it was a 2-0 win. Blackpool got on a, the other game was 0-0. However, this game's going to be different to those. It's, it's in a play, you know, a playoff. It's in a semi-final. Ben, do you think experience of being in this situation will play a part? Uh, I mean, I suppose if you look at it one way, Oxford were, were in the playoffs last season. You know, They were the beaten finalists. So, although maybe the season hasn't gone as well as they'd have liked. You know, at the end of the day, they're still in the playoffs and, and again, deservedly so. And, and they have a right to wrong in a way in terms of, you know, they, they sort of went out without without a whimper against Wickham um, last season. But 
I don't know. It's it's difficult to say because Blackpool have got a lot of experience in the squad. It's a good mix. Um, and, you know, some players have been here before, some haven't. But I think I think they'll be OK, Blackpool. I think they've got enough experience, like I said, to sort of get them through. It's just a case of keeping the nerve when, you know, the pressure's on because there's going to be a point in the... Maybe not in the first leg. In, it could be in the second leg where there's going to be some form of pressure on, on each side. You know, it, it, it always happens. Um, swings and roundabouts, as they say. So it's just about, like I said, keeping the nerve and, and you know, fingers crossed from, from our perspective that the Tangerines can, can reach Wembley. Do you think there's more pressure on Blackpool than there is Oxford? Just because, obviously, Blackpool used to be in the Premier League. The, the, I'd say they're more of a championship side than um, sort of many other teams. And then maybe Sunderland uh, uh, or an Ipswich or two other teams that had classes, championship-based teams. But obviously, Oxford only just snuck into sixth as well. So would you agree that there's more pressure on Blackpool to, to get through to the final? Yeah, you could say so, being the bigger club. And I suppose that they need to get back to the championship from from where they've been in the past. But you look at Oxford, I mean, they were in the playoffs last season and obviously were defeated by Wickham at Wembley. So there's there's also, there's also pressure on them and it, it honestly could go either way. And I think, yeah, probably from a an expectation point of view, there's probably a bit more pressure on Blackpool. But I suppose don't discount Oxford and, and, and what they can do. And Blackpool just need to take that into into account and just make sure they um, look after themselves. But yeah, no, I think there's there's probably more, slightly more expectation from Blackpool. There's probably a bit more pressure on them in that sense, but don't discount what Oxford can do and Blackpool have just got to be on their guard. And Just as a, a final point before we move to Mark and Ben, who should Blackpool be watching out for from the Oxford team? Oh, I think I think there's only really one um, one name, and it's Matty Taylor. Um, you know, 18 goals this season, five assists. Um, I think he's had more than double the shots of, of most in the squad at Oxford. Um, you know, he's a proven goal scorer, uh, and if, if you give him a chance, he will take it. So I do think he's the he's the main threat for I think the call they use. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Blackpool should definitely be on look out next week for him uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they do when we do sort of the, the part two to this playoff special but as for the playoffs in League 2 obviously Morecambe have, have gotten through they play next Thursday um, yeah next Thursday against Tramier again they're away Matt, as for Morecambe, do you think um, playing away first will, will affect them the same as it would Blackpool? Yeah, definitely, especially with the announcement that they can have up to 1,500 fans in the uh, in the Mazuma Stadium. Um, I spoke to Sam Lavelle uh, a couple of weeks ago and just about, you know, the fans coming back whenever that may be. And he made a point of saying that, you know, um, when when they need that 12th uh, that man, you know, the fans behind the goal almost uh, draw the ball into the goal when they need it most. So I think from the players' point of view, they'll be absolutely buzzing to uh, to, to get back and, and play in front of the fans, in, especially in such a massive game. So whatever happens in the first leg, hopefully, you know, from a Lancashire point of view, the Shrimps will, will be going into that second leg on the front foot. But if they're not, then at least, like I say, they've got the fans to... Uh, to, to offer them support as and when they need it. 
Yeah, it's, it's such a weird sort of tie if you think about it, because obviously Tranmere should have been in the, the automatic promotion contention and, and at one point in the season were. Um, obviously, they've, they've just sacked Keith Hill. Um, so how that will impact them, either goes one way or the other. Um, but obviously, they are the more experienced side of, of playoffs. I mean, they've they've won two playoffs um, in, I think, the last four seasons, I think it is, from the National League and, and the League Two ones before coming back down. Um, so I think Morecambe, it won't be easy, certainly won't be easy, because the quality that Tramie having the squad is evident. But in saying that, you know, again, like Blackpool, um, Morecambe are the the best team in the playoffs, judging by the league position. So, certainly, yeah, an interesting tie from my perspective. Cal, I'm going to use the term bogey team here. They haven't played each other that much. I think they've played each other eight times in total. But Morecambe have only ever beat Tranmere twice. Do you think that'll play a factor, you know, mentally? Do you think the players will know about that statistic? Unless it's mentioned, probably not. And I don't think they'll... I think the playoffs, it's... There's already enough you know, if buts and maybes surrounding it. So I don't think it's that's that's gonna play much of a part. I think they'll just more be focused about getting the job done and I think whether sack it whether Tranmere sacking the manager was the right decision or not, I think that's gonna play a factor more than anything for Tranmere. And I think it's gonna leave Morecambe in a slightly better position. They can take advantage of the fact that there's a bit of sort of you know question marks surrounding Tranmere at the moment, who's going to be their next coach and stuff. So I think I think it's it's going to play Morecambe's favour and I, I do fancy them, I really do. But no, I think Morecambe could potentially have it wrapped up by the second leg if they can play how they've played in games this season. I think there's a lot riding on Tranmere and, you know, what's going on with them manager-wise and I think Morecambe can take advantage of that. I think... From someone that watched a hell of a lot of, of League Two action last season, and I saw all of all of the teams in the playoffs. So, like I said, playoffs are a lottery, but Morecambe are the best team in there. They play the the best football. They you know they know how to grind results out. And to be honest, they were unlucky when I saw them against well my team, team in Bolton um, a couple of times. They've probably been on a, a bit of a downward slope, Tramway, since they lost at Wembley in the uh, the Papa John's Trophy or whatever it is they call it nowadays. Um, but yeah, I think I think the club is in a bit of a, a state of disillusion. Um, I think for them, they they felt that they shouldn't have been relegated from League One last season, and, and you know whether that's right or wrong, they were. And let's face it, they haven't done what they should have done in terms of getting back automatically. So. To be honest, I do think that the pressure's on Tramway more than Morecambe. I mean, start of the season, Morecambe were tipped to go down by many. So even if they, they were to sort of, well, we'll call it fail, fail in the playoffs, it's still been a, a fantastic season. And and yes, there'd be that tinge of disappointment in, in what could have been. But, you know, I think Morecambe can really go out there and play with, with the shackles off. Ben, you've touched on... Um, sort of pressure there. Something I want to ask you about is motivation. And again, you touched on it a little bit there. Obviously, they only just missed out on on the automatics. But which way do you think that's going to work for them? Do you think it'd be a case of um, a lack of motivation because they've just missed out and they see it as a failure in that sense? Or do you think they'll see it as they're the fourth best team in the league? They've only finished a point behind the automatics and only four points behind the, the league winners. Do you think... 
Do you think the players will, will have lost any motivation from, from not going up automatically? I think the players will have been disappointed to not go up um, automatically in the sense that they did everything they could. But, you know, spin that in a positive light. You know, we saw, I think we touched on it in the, the, the regular weekly podcast, that Morgan fans turned up at the ground afterwards to congratulate the team on a, on a great season. And that's before it's even over. So I think that might have sort of given them a bit of a, a boost and a, a sort of a, a reminder of, of how far they've come this season. And as to where they can still go, you know, yeah, they can be disappointed that they didn't pit Bolton to it. But at the end of the day, Morecambe couldn't do any more than they did. You know, they pushed Bolton all the way. I mean, I think, was it the last three games or the last two games that that Morecambe won and having lost to Bolton? And yeah, I think Morecambe can be proud of what they've achieved so far. And to be honest, I do think there's more to come in terms of at least reaching the final. Yeah, I've got to echo what Ben's saying there. I think um, I think the fact that it was never out of or it was never in Morecambe's hands really. They they had to do what they you know what they did and then rely on other results hopefully going their way, which they didn't, and and that was completely out of their control. So, like Ben says, I think they'll be initially disappointed that the results didn't didn't go their way, but they'll soon you know remember that they did all they can and, and they couldn't have done anything more. So I think they'll be going into the uh, into the playoffs with an extra you know extra hunger, extra desire to get the job done because they did come so close to the automatic positions. Uh, Matt, just a, a question on sort of Morecambe's best players this season. I think Cole Stockton and Carlos Mendes Gomez, who we, we've touched on a lot over the weeks, they've They've both scored 15 goals and assisted five. How how well have they played, but not just individually, but sort of as a as a duo up front as well? Yeah, outstanding. You know, the stats don't lie. Carlos Menes Gomez has had an unbelievable season. Um and it's it's good in in terms of I know for the uh you know, last couple of games of the season, he was um, he, he was injured. So I don't think many fans were expecting him to start in the final game against Bradford. So that's, uh, you know, that's encouraging for the Shrimps. Um, and Stockton, you know, he's 15 goals this season so far. He's, he's such, he's so clinical in those areas that he gets himself into. So um, they both had great seasons and undoubtedly they'll be hoping that they can carry those uh, or that form into uh, into the playoffs. I think if we look at other players as well, you know, Aaron Wildig, who's been massively influential in this team, um, he also has missed out the last couple of games through injury, but given the, uh, given the you know, extra couple of games now in, in the playoffs and hopefully the final, I think uh, there may be a way for him to come back from injury and, and slot back into the team. So, you know, lots of positives when we look at the uh, at the Shimp squad going into the playoff campaign. And Carl, like I did with Ben, is there one standout player Morecambe need to be sort of looking at um, for Tramir, looking at who they should be keeping a close eye on? I think they can be looking out for Tramir striker James Vaughan. I know he's been injured quite a lot. He came back for half an hour in the last game of the season. However, I think if he plays, he's, he's scored many this season for Tranmere. So I think that's a player they can be looking out for. Potentially also David Nugent, obviously veteran striker. We know what he can do. In, he's pretty proven in most leagues. So I think if he can get in the starting lineup, that's someone else Morecambe need to keep an eye on. But I think for all of the attacking threats Tranmere have got, Morecambe have got, those to match and I think I am hopeful for Morecambe and I'm pretty confident 
Yeah, definitely. I think someone they've got to be looking out for is David Nugent as well. Like we said, he's got loads of experience. He's played recently as well. So even if he doesn't start, he'll definitely be a player that um, Tranmere can look at, at bringing on and could cause Morecambe some problems. But I hope for for Morecambe's sake and for the sake of the podcast that they do win because it'll make next week's episode sort of, well, part two to this uh, more interesting. I think that's a great place to end this week. Hopefully for for the podcast sake, Blackpool and Morecambe will both go through and it'll make part two to this episode more interesting next week. Um, just to give you an insight into next week, we'll, we'll be back again on Monday where we'll be sort of reviewing the Burnley versus Leeds game as, as they start to sort of finish off their season. Not long to go now for Burnley. Obviously, they can play without pressure now that they are um, safe and that's been confirmed. Uh, and also, we'll be pre, uh, we'll be reviewing the first leg of the playoffs next Friday, so you'll be able to hear everything about that. We'll also look into the the second leg, uh, review any injuries, that sort of stuff, as well. Uh, thank you to Ben, Matt, and Callum as always for joining me this week. We'll be back again next week. And if you want to get involved or have any talking points that you want us to discuss, then feel free to get in touch. All of our Twitter accounts will be in the podcast description. And just to note that our theme music that you can hear at the stand at the end of this podcast, as well as in the breaks between the leagues, is by a group called The Cabs. You can check out all of their social media pages in the description of this podcast. This is the Lancashire Football Show, and I'm your host, Ashley Edwards, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>